I don't know, man. It just pisses me off. Peacock, all these streaming wars. It's going to be the end of us, dude. Who would have thought that some an animal as, as elegant and beautiful as a peacock would end up charging us money and being a part of our bank statement? Yeah, I know. The peacocks are holding us hostage. <laughs> yeah, you like these feathers? These colors look good? Is that them sending their intimidation peacock after you when you don't pay up? Yep, pretty much. Welcome to Footy Fellas. Welcome, welcome to Footy Fellas. Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. We're going to be talking soccer, going to be talking life, playing games, playing mind games. We got a little something for you. This week's episode is brought to you by Burt's Baked Beans. If you haven't yet, throw us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Footy Fellas Pod, F-O-O-T-Y, Fellas Pod. BPL is off and running. Gents, Max is already smiling. We haven't even begun talking. We've just looked at each other and he's smiling because the EPL is back. Uh, we, we've got the games back. Uh, teams are exciting. It's halftime of the Everton Tottenham game. And I think we, we collectively have been talking up this, this new Everton midfield and they're proving to be pretty, pretty efficient, pretty effective. Um, not very potent yet, but, uh, it's exciting to see some of the things you've talked about come to life. And, uh, and we still have some bigger games to go, uh, tomorrow and then, um, beginning of next week, so or end of next week, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I as well am stoked. Game week one is here. Woke up at 6:30 a.m. yesterday to just you know embrace a day of soccer. It was fantastic. Arsenal Fulham in the morning uh, turned out to be a pretty a pretty decent game. Uh, we can get into it more as we talk about our thoughts. Um, but glad I woke up early. Worth it. It was a blast. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. You know, for all the fantasy players, one, thank you for joining our league. Two, if you are a part of our league, thank you. Uh, Two, wow, really bad game week for me uh, as of now. I'm in 114th place in our own league, so it uh, really feels good. You just wanted to air that dirty laundry out up front, huh? Yeah. From two boys that woke up only for the nine o'clock game and you could argue are not as true of fans as you talk us through the experience a little more in depth. What time did you wake up exactly? How are you feeling? How did you get the game going? Was there food involved? Yeah. You know, didn't plan well the night before hung out with some friends and uh, responsibly hung out with some friends and got to, you know, went to bed at like 1130 already setting myself up for uh, a rough morning. So got got my sleep. The alarm went off at six twenty. Got up. Didn't even didn't even blink. Didn't even like turn off the uh, alarm and put my head on the pillow. Got up. Went over to the TV and uh, popped on the tube. Made it there just in time for kickoff. No food. Honestly, I was just <laughs> slumped on the couch, watching. You know, a pretty decent game, I would say. Um, First half was a little lackluster, but it got it got better in the second half when goals started coming. And uh, you know, it was just fun. It was fun to to see kickoff first first kick and game of the season. So it was borderline magical. 
I would say. The way you described it leading up to it, I would not have expected borderline magical to be the final descriptor, but, <laughs> but I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I Look, was picturing. We're, we're giving, yeah. we're just, it's a roller coaster of emotions. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I was picturing the alarm that you said went off that you never touched, continuing to blast as Maddie's just kind of rolling around. <laughs> You're asleep, fully asleep on the couch. The game is just playing as Arsenal is scoring over and over. And then you wake up at 8.30 or 9 and have to go on with the rest of your day. But it sounds like it went a little better than that. It did. It did. I think the the breppy piece is interesting. What do we eat, either of us being central time in the U.S.? What should be the morning routine? We're often catching the main slate of games at 9 a.m. Across the pond, it's midday or nighttime for some of the primetime games. So it makes sense. You're out at the pub. You're getting drinks. You're doing this. You're doing that. And for us, it's, it's a morning thing, which you get used to if you live here and watch games for long enough. And it's exciting. It's a really fun way to start your day often. But I always wondered what, your, what both of your thoughts are on breakfast, the experience. Do you think you'd enjoy it more if you were watching those main slate of games at around three in the afternoon? If it were, if, I mean, it's comparable in maybe in some ways to football, NFL football here, right? The midday game, your noon game, which we are about to be blitzed with, <laughs> pun intended today. Um, and then you have also the evening slate of games. And um, uh, it, it really just comes down to however you treat them. For the NFL, I don't really make a social event out of it. I don't go, I don't, I don't really like the whole bar scene if we were living in a normal world. But it kind of feels like if I were in Europe, and again, like it's a little bit more of a, I don't know. It's not, it's not, it's not ingrained in our culture as much the, the soccer aspect of it, but potentially if, if, if these games were later on, like they would be, we would be drinking affairs. They would be, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I guess, honestly, I maybe overthinking it. Maybe it literally just be like, however you treat football, uh, American football. Yeah. And you go to a, you go to someone you, someone's going has a party on a Saturday and you're hanging out and there's a game on the TV <laughs> you're probably you're probably turning and looking at it and not socializing as much as you could. Um, right. Yeah. My my two cents there are I do like the morning soccer games personally because then it weeds out random people. I don't like crowds. Um, again, if we lived in a normal world, um, I never like you know. There are some soccer bars and you could go watch and you get the diehards there, the people who really enjoy watching the game and want to make a you know fun event out of it. So I think if it were if games were later in the afternoon or evening, you get a a wider array of people who really don't care about it, are just there to drink and be around and be around a crowd. Uh, and that's that's not why I go to venues like that. The part I'm most fixated on possibly because we just ate and finished breakfast before recording this is how the meal changes around the game time, because yes, it's a different time of day, but it's also the preparation and the, what's the word I'm looking for? The like repetitive mm. nature, habitual. the way habitual nature. Thank you of the meal that you eat while you're watching the game. And that's where I think the English brekkie mm-hmm. when, when I was there for a short period of time is such a fascinating thing because of course it's not just for, for soccer, for football, but it's often eat, eaten at that three o'clock range, but it's this like breakfast type meal where you got some beans, you got toast, you got, um, you know, tomatoes and uh, sausage, different types of sausage. 
and it's this whole meal that feels really tied to the games. And I feel like we don't have that with soccer here because it's mm. 9 a.m. Got it. So if anything, maybe pe- maybe someone consistently has toast and coffee mm-hmm. or, you know, eggs on mm-hmm. toast, something normal. But we don't have this full meal associated with the Premier League, which makes me kind of sad. No. And it, maybe that's an opportunity for us to help establish what that should be. Mm-hmm. Again, if we're making this a likened to NFL, NFL, you would, you would probably say it's a, it's a tailgate. So it's, and again, I guess that depends on where you're from. No, wait, that's totally a thing. I think they're bringing commercials. That's like a whole thing in like, you know, if you're tailgating for a a Houston Texans game, you're going to have some kind of Tex-Mex kind of thing. If you're tailgating the Bears game, it's like brats and whatever. And if you're tailgating, like all different regions have their own, you know, kind of what they eat before the pregame. So I wonder, one, if that's a similar thing in, in, in the UK, if it's just like, the English brekkie if like across the board, or since it's later in the day, you know, is it, are they actually having different meals? Whatever here in the U S though, we can, uh, I think we have an opportunity there to make it whatever we want it to be. And, uh, this is our opportunity to team up with Trader Joe's and make it a Trader Joe's morning. Wake up and make your premier league a Trader help Trader Joe. We can work on that. (laughs) I feel like you're onto something there with the second one. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Help TJ have a TJ's wake up with uh, start your EPL morning with TJ's uh, chicken sausage and uh, and it's marketing in 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 there they need to have some signs up in there yeah supermarkets <laughs> it'd be EPL EPL show with Trader Joe there we go EPL show with Trader Joe EPL EPL mornings with uh, Alonzo morning. I don't know. I can't <laughs> <remember>. <laughs> so now we're spending big bucks on Alonzo morning. I, I see any thoughts. What should be our official premier league meal? What? Yeah. Okay. We does each, it have, we does each, it involve mimosas we, at this point ooh, or no? We, we each include one component of this meal. All right. We each, we each think of them. We'll thing. wrap it up. Yeah. It's enough. Talk about food. <laughs> um, okay. What can, um, Dude, I think I think skillet potatoes is where I'm thrown into the meal. Ooh. Like some thinly sliced Ooh. Uh, potatoes. Potatoes seasoned nice and on the skillet. Get them nice and crunchy. That's that's the 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 portion of the meal I'm gonna contribute. Nice. What are you doing, Eli? Do you want me to go? Yeah, I got next. If you have an so idea. if we're going if we're going with the if we're going with those nice kind of uh, potatoes, those crispy potatoes, then we definitely have to have some some eggs to go with it. Um, so we're gonna have we're have some eggs, um, and the eggs are gonna also have a little. Let's make it a little you know unique here. Um, the eggs are gonna have a little um, onion and uh, and a and a sprinkling of garlic. Um, so. I, that's going to be eggs with the with the with the potatoes um you're going to see how eli compliments this all yeah but i was going to say i don't think compliments it from a taste bud perspective i was going to say specifically avocado toast which i don't know if that goes with potatoes and your specific type of eggs Jones. oh yeah sure it does totally that's on quality. You can, you can throw the eggs and potatoes on top of it too. There's there's a lot there. Avocado toast and a cold short glass of orange juice. Mm. Nice, freshly squeezed. Right. Freshly squeezed. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add um, an ostrich egg. Ooh, ooh, that's um, good. Yeah. And and it's it's been it's been hard boiled. Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna do a little just to top it off. You know. Yeah. 
yeah whipped cream and sprinkles on everything so we just got to make it festive that's the friendlies the friendlies route yeah i guess i mean if you're having that you might as well have a side of ice cream totally and mint chocolate chip ice and cream. we're just rounding out this circuit real quick yeah I, i'm just glazing like if we could if we could just deep fry it all and yeah. wrap it wrap it in a burrito casing so i can have all in one bite that would kind of be yeah dude, that'd be like a perfect way to kind of summarize it man that's super good let me just one more thing to just top, round it out top it off real Appreciate quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank you let's get crispy cream donuts okay. around the whole thing so it's just this beautiful fried sandwich Mm. that's tasty yep that does sound tasty i, I hear it's like it's what, what's a what's, but what's missing? missing what's missing that's there, like Eli? that's the main what's what's yeah but once it's encased in the crispy cream once the right. fried casing is encased in the crispy cream right. that's probably too much you can't put anything else on top of that to trap all that so it needs to be separate probably more chips and guac oh on the of side course. of course mm. of course that's delicious on top of yeah, on top of a bed of on, to- on top of a bed of of um, a lettuce, right? Yeah, because you need we need a little bit more of that crunch. Yeah, a little more of that crunch, right? I guess it, it makes it a little bit healthier too. Right, and then I we take said. and then we take um, uh, two like you know using an entire loaf of bread. Um, you take two and you and you French you make it into French toast. You put that on the top and the bottom. Panini press that entire thing. Oh, and that should serve three to four easy. That's a that's a yeah, English PL uh, American PL morning brought to you by Alonzo Morning and uh, Trader Joe's. <laughs> brought to you by America. If you couldn't tell already, that was an American branded breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually insulting if you don't throw out the majority of it afterwards. That's how you know it's an American breakfast. We waste stuff. <laughs> don't waste stuff. Don't waste stuff. We're going to get into last week today. Quickly run through what happened throughout the last week today. Covering three leagues today. We got the MLS. We got the WSL Women's Super League. And we got the EPL, which we've obviously talked about already. In the MLS, regular season play has been happening fast and furious since the MLS's back tournament ended over a month ago. The Columbus crew have continued their strong play from that tournament and lead the Eastern Conference with 24 points. In the Western Conference, the Seattle Sounders are just ahead of the pack with 18 points, including a drubbing of the San Jose Earthquakes 7-1 a couple of nights ago. However, Icy's Minnesota boys do only sit one point back, what, what? tied for second place in the conference. Inter-Miami, all the way at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, but they've made a couple of big signings, splashing some cash on Matuidi from Juventus, and very likely Gonzalo Higuain. So could mm. see some big international names on Inter-Miami to try and jumpstart their offense and just add more flair to the MLS in general. The WSL, the Women's Super League, so far heavyweights have started strong with Arsenal and Chelsea rising to the top of the table after their first two matches. A lot of big name signings from the NWSL, which we talked about with the Women's Soccer Show, and they, they predicted a lot of that, honestly. And the latest big name to move to the WSL is Alex Morgan. U.S. Women's National Team megastar and formerly of the Orlando Pride, and she is going to Tottenham. So exciting to see how all of the U.S. stars do as well in England this year. Lastly, the EPL. We'll get into this more in our main topic, thoughts on the first weekend back so far. 
but Arsenal held their own and their attack picked up right where they left off last season, winning 3-0 against Fulham. Crystal Palace and Newcastle had very solid wins to start their campaigns. Reigning champs Liverpool got into a real back and forth affair with Leeds, which was super entertaining to watch and I'm sure had Icy on the edge of his seat, ultimately winning 4-3. And this morning, Leicester beat newcomers West Brom 3-0 and Everton Tottenham is going on right now with Everton actually picking up a goal. Up 1-0, Calvert-Lewin, Jones is excited. Is he on your fantasy team? Maybe. You betcha, you betcha. Yeah, you betcha, okay. me too. Big games coming on Monday. We still got Sheffield Wolves and Chelsea Brighton. So a lot of action in the world of soccer and the world of sports right about now. Right about now. I feel like I, that felt very broadcastery. I had more, more bullet points written out than usual, but I felt like a ESPN score zone commentator right there no it was good it was a good breakdown eli appreciate it uh took a took a glance at the uh, women's super league games recently and holy moly there were some dominant performances i've never seen a score of nine to one or nine to zero and that is what arsenal thrashed west ham and chelsea thrashed bristol city with nine goals apiece that is impressive some of the bigger teams, I think there is still a disparity where some of the, the bigger teams beat up on some of the lesser opponents, right. for sure. Right. So we'll see Sam Kerr actually sport, scored for Chelsea. A lot of big names scoring big goals yeah. in the WSL too. Let's go right to our first sponsor today because they're all important, and this one is more important than ever. And we're going to get back to a little EPL action right after this. As summer winds down and fall creeps into our day-to-day lives, it's time that we get serious about baked beans. When you can't rely on the sun to warm your buns, then you better start thinking about baked beans, huns. And not not just your average baked beans, we're talking about Burt's baked beans. Burt's baked beans offer a balance of beans, bacon, barley, beef, and basil, all beautifully blended with Burt's signature burly barbecue sauce. Burt's Baked Beans are extra yummy and warm your tummy. You can either pick up a can at your local supermarket or order a bucket from Burt'sBakedBeans.com. To get 25% off your next order, enter promo code FOOTY for your next purchase. It's a nice, uh, I I appreciate, I appreciate these uh, partnerships we do with wholesome family owned um, products. Uh, I haven't had any beans in a while, so. I, I needed I needed this in my life. They yeah, those bees in those beans. They what? So they bees in those beans? Or are they sponsored by the Ball Brothers? I mean, come on. The, a lot of alliteration there. I don't know what you're really referencing there. Um, it's a little insensitive that you just assume that they'd have bees in there. Uh, but but as previously mentioned, they have beans, bacon, beef, barley, uh, basil, and barbecue sauce. Yes, bees. I don't know why they'd have bees in there. That's Sounds weird. That sound there. darn good. I'll be Chunk. getting some of them Burt's. Guess we add those to our breakfast now that they're an official sponsor, huh? Why would you assume that's breakfast? Wow, I feel like I can't win with Burt's. <laughs> are they going to be that mean to me when I try to purchase online? Do, do they even <laughs> exist online or do I need to go into Burt's Burke shop and, and buy them? Now you're selling an idiot because it's not a Burke shop, right? That's why would they have a Berkshire? Sorry, Berkshire Bideaway. 
you know what? I, I almost feel like you're trying to make fun of Bert's baked beans and all of all of the beautiful things I stand for. They just sound bad. They don't, I don't want to. I don't want to be bashful uh-huh. towards our sponsor. Yeah, but they become about yep. better binging at some point. Listen, listen, bud, listen. Your boisterous bemoaning is starting to uh, befuddle some of our listeners, and especially Mabois. All right, because I whoa, whoa, whoa. what was that supposed to be? What is that? What was that even in place? I said of? moi. I said moi. Oh, okay, okay. I said moi. I don't know what you. We'll play that back later and just check. So keep keep your attitude in checked while you're at it, because uh, Bert's certainly ain't having any of that attitude. You know what? I might just I might even pull them from this. Wow, that, I might even pull them. That's a 180. Icy was re- Icy ordered. Icy just ordered while we were. Did you order a bucket? I oh. ordered two because I thought we would share, but shoot, I guess I'm eating them all by myself. Um, hey, Bert is actually what he's calling me. Hey, just one second. Hey, yep. Bert, go ahead, take that. Yeah, yeah. Take yeah. Are you listening worry. to this right now? God, yeah, we can keep look, it. super, keep super sorry about totally this. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you can, are you going to take the check back because we? We did spawn, you know, we shouted you out, even though Eli and Jones are disparaging your company. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can think you ask him if he, can you ask him if he is going to send the money as well or if he just planned on shipping those hundred cases of beans? Right. Are we bartering again? Are we bartering? Yep. We are bartering, Bert. Bert Barter. Are you sure? Okay. Uh, okay. Goodbye. Yeah. He just sent uh, 1,000 cases of beans. Perfect. So yeah, no money, but more beans. More beans. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Beans I think we could actually work with that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think we all win now. I'm feeling great. Yeah. Well, if, until you actually eat like two or three cases, then you won't feel. Then so I good. might burst. Yeah. <laughs> might burst. Beautiful. Like DPL. There's no real good transition from beans back into soccer, huh? Uh, not to toot my own horn, but uh. <laughs> Definitely, definitely think Leeds uh, came back and showed that they are uh, an exciting team this season. Definitely, that might be it. That, then that would be my trend because Take it. beans, EPL first impressions. I see you got up the earliest. Give us your first impressions before we get into specifics, players, teams, some predictions yeah. for the year. Um, first impressions. It's. I think a lot of the goal scorers, the the top goal scorers from last season, are are coming back with a vengeance. I think they are, we're going to see similarly the same folks competing for the golden boot, which is fun and exciting. Um, uh, Yeah, without getting into specifics, I think the goals were flowing um, and some new teams are kind of creating some waves, which is, which is fun to see. Uh, Yes. And, and similar uh, there's uh, there's definitely seems to be change afoot in the, in the EPL. So, so my first impression is, um, in, in tandem with Liverpool game, also seeing some other teams start to, to play that, that first half of the Tottenham game, Tottenham looks a little, uh, less, less potent. Um, Everton looks more interesting. Um, it, the, the, the top six could, could be in flux, which is exciting. Do you think realistically new teams outside of the top six have a real chance of sneaking in? I think so. I think so. I think, um, uh, I think, I mean, and it depends what you, we determine the tops. If we're saying literally the City, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham as objectively the top six, 
then yes, I do think teams like Wolves, Leicester, um, I, I really want to throw Everton in the mix too. Everton and um, and uh, now I'll just give it that. Have a chance of getting in, the, in there and shaking things up a little bit. Southampton honestly disappointed me. I had you had three players, a lot of eggs in the Southampton basket, just mentally expecting them to have a good season, and also fantasy wise, that's that's true. I say I do have three players from South Southampton, including Danny Ings. They looked, they didn't look good. I could see how they can still put it together, and they have some good cohesion. I think that the squad can work well together. And they showed that last year after the break, they played so well. I think they had one of the top three best records since the coming back from, from the the COVID break last year. So I had really high expectations and watching them against crystal palace just reminded me, it brought me back down to earth or brought Southampton back down to earth for me in recognizing, yes, they have some skilled players that, could start or get time on some of these top, top clubs, the top six that you just referred to, Jones. But they're, it's still Southampton, and they don't have quality all over the pitch. They don't have great depth off the bench this at this point this year. So in my head, they could finish top 10, but after watching that, I think that might be a stretch. Yep. And there's also, there's also like the first game, you know, jitters. We see a game, we think the season's over for a certain team. You know, namely like West Brom, <laughs> hating on West Brom by Max Jones, <laughs> recurring segment every week, um, or um, or Fulham. But but um, things change. Uh, teams can lose big in the beginning and, and come back. I mean, just exactly like Southampton last year. So um, we'll see. But I, I agree, not not a good first outing for for them boys. What about Leeds? Huh? I see. What did you make of Leeds watching them play your your Liverpool boys? Leeds was very impressive. Um, they, what they did really well, I thought, was their work rate is unreal. Their tempo, very high, high press, which I think teams are now starting to realize puts Liverpool on the back foot when you make the defenders have to get rid of the ball quickly. Um, and, you know, one, one other thing is that it pointed out weaknesses in Liverpool. The midfield is so lackluster. I mean, you have... Keita, Wijnaldum, and Henderson. And, you know, I say those three out loud, and I think, okay, an average midfield? It's like a team of this quality and caliber having a midfield that um, is fine. I don't know. It, 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 it's concerning to me for sure. Um, but Leeds, all the credit to them. They, they really did play well. Uh, really high press. Their work rate, it was unreal. The coach seems interesting. There was a lot of uh, commentator talk about the coach himself and how unconventional he is. And I, I like unconventional. I tried, you know, I feel like um, unconventional works and it, it pushes the boundaries and, and it looks like he's had success. I mean, they won the championship uh, last season. So I'm, I'm, Leeds is definitely, they might be the wolves for me this season. You know, they're kind of that outside the top six club that, that I do watch regularly. I agree. I think any game that has leads in it now, I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, I still can't dis- decipher whether um, this result w- with Liverpool uh, shows how um, promising Leeds is, or how how bad Liverpool could potentially be this year. Um, you know, 
would Leeds have had this much success against a team like, you know, theoretically here, if City is objectively a better team, does Leeds not have such an effective game? Um, so in other words, does this game, was this game a battle between a newly promoted team and the reigning champions? Or was this a game that we just saw uh, from a 13th place, 12th place team uh, playing like a fourth placed team? You know, is, is, are we seeing actually that, that both teams are losing it? My, my read from the Liverpool game was yes, the midfield is a little shoddy. Um, but it more so, I couldn't tell if, if one, Liverpool just doesn't have its spark that it used to. Um, which which some of the BR football guys have been, or, or excuse me, Men and Blazers guys have been talking about that, you know, after they've won the premiership that like, have they kind of lost the gusto that was kind of igniting their, their fire? Um, or was it a team that has to deal with leads for the first time without a lot of Premier League footage? And so they were just a little thrown off. Um, so, you know, next time they meet again, Klopp will be much more prepared and will put them away soundly. Liverpool sends and, and does their thing. So again, like first game of the season, hard to tell. But I mean, the weed, the way leads attacks, it's exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Um, and uh, uh, I'm also excited if there's a league where Liverpool doesn't win, you know, ninety percent of their games, and there's more parity. Um, uh, so you know, feels like a win-win. Yeah, and just quick two things uh, for individual players during that game. Uh, Mo Salah really impressed me. Um, he, I know you guys know my thoughts on him. I like him. I think he, he obviously scores a lot of goals. Uh, he's the, the PK taker, so that, that helps in that department. But he really did play well. My biggest uh, annoyance with him often is that he forces passes and turns the ball over a lot in the final third, which is infuriating. Uh, but he actually did a really great job yesterday holding the ball, kind of, you know, playing that holding position or he would receive the ball and hold it instead of like really trying to force a pass that wasn't there, which was really good. It helped the team kind of break this high press that, that Leeds was playing. Um, and he scored some amazing goals. Um, that volley was unreal. So he, he really did impress me and played really well. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold was pretty bad. One of the worst games I've ever seen him play. Um, I think Jones, I think uh, you're, you're, kind of uh, pessimism on him all of last season is really starting to, to see some dividends. He's slow. And when he's not utilized in the attack, he is just kind of your average winger. So it's interesting to see how teams are going to, you know, f- attack his side as the season goes on. I don't, I don't know if the pace thoughts are fair. Like, I don't know if I'd say he's slow necessarily. I think he has a lot oh, of defensive yeah defensive weaknesses and defensive flaws that can be exposed like they were against Leeds, where if teams continue to come at him like you said I see he probably will get exposed and Liverpool just had so much possession and is so strong all around the pitch especially with Van Dyke helping out in the center that some of that gets covered up but I, I mean I think he it's praise to him to, to recognize how bad of a showing that was because I think he had been so good all of last year some of it was just offensively where they were giving up a lot of goals throughout the season for a title winning team, a lot of two, one games and sometimes cheap goals against bad sides. But he's, I, I don't think he's fallen off that much. You could argue maybe his, his top in your eyes wasn't actually his peak where he was last season, wasn't actually that high and was overrated, but I don't think he's fallen off that much. I think 
Liverpool as a team, their lack of strong depth in the midfield, like you said, and a second season of do they have the motivation might just start to show and wear on them. And I'm going to always hate on Liverpool. So don't get me wrong here. <clears throat> I, I do. I um, double down on, on TAA, not, um, not being the an outright good defender. I, 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 my, my, my whole stance on Liverpool and the stats will back it up from last year. You know, they were, they were objectively lucky to win it. They, they had a, they had a very low expected um, goal rate and they um, managed to, to squeak them in and, and, and eke out games that they probably shouldn't have won. Um, still means they win the league because they're really, you know, they were so far ahead of everyone. They still win it. Don't get me wrong, but um, they probably aren't as dominant as they were on paper. Um, and, and on top of that, I think they had a style of play and have a style of play um, that caters really well to each specific player on their team. But if you were to disassemble that team and put those players in other environments, I really think you would very much see that um, Van Dyke and Mane are the legit, like big, big name guys who you can put anywhere and they will dominate. And then the other players are all good in their own rights. Um, but I really do think guys like TAA would be exposed on literally any other team. Um, I think Robertson would be pretty solid. Um, I think Joe Gomez is, he's a solid, he's solid, but he is what he is on Liverpool. Um, Salah and Firmino would be fine. Like uh, to your point, I see like Salah would not be forgiven given as many chances, perhaps if he were playing on, I don't know, a Tottenham or something, um, he might be a little bit more auxiliary in some ways. So, you know, the, the system works. I'm going to always hate on Liverpool. No offense. Um, <laughs> we expect it, it. Yeah. So that, that's, that's it. Yeah. Jack, Jack Harrison on Leeds is a great story that I know a lot of people have talked about at this point, but he's an East coast boy. So I have to talk about it for 10, 20 seconds, but he was one of Leeds goal scorers out of their, their three goals, even though they lost four, three, they did put up a serious fight and made the game super exciting. And he moved to Massachusetts to play at a boarding school, Berkshire, uh, in the Massachusetts area when he was a bit younger with his family and then went on to play for NYCFC. And I remember watching him back in the MLS in 2016, 2017 when he was playing because a couple of random people that I knew, you know, played with him or played against him or whatever, because he just grew up in the scene and the, the soccer community is relatively small. And then he went to Man City and you kind of lost his name for a sec, but he was out on loan with Middlesbrough and then also with Leeds, and he's still on loan with Leeds, which I didn't even realize. But he crushed it last season for them the championship, and now he's opened his his professional account in the EPL, which is super exciting, and he'll be a fun one to watch that Americans will try to claim, even though he's not American. <laughs> he was one of those players whose work rate really impressed me. I, I'm always a sucker for work rate. I, I, I tried to like work really hard and run a shit ton when we play games. Um, so I, I definitely appreciate seeing people sprint and he would, he would sprint literally the entire game up and down. It was I'm pretty sure he was, he was rocking the man bun kind of shaved sides of the head man bun, which also just makes you look faster. You look cooler, <laughs> obviously. Right, right. But you also look faster when you're running. It feels like you're Naruto running almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. The entire time his arms were pinned back unorthodox, but effective. Yeah, leads unorthodox but effective. All their players just Naruto running. Yeah, it's around not the, the style of play; it's just the way they run. You <laughs> gotta watch a game. You got hey, you won't get what I'm saying until right. you watch a game. Right, you need to see them play live. Yeah. Some it's tough. It's gonna be tough to tell these early games for the bigger clubs against the weaker sides. Leicester beating West Brom three 0 Arsenal beating Fulham three 0 
those are it's tougher to make of what those teams will be or how they look so far until they come up against a couple a couple of tougher opponents but the the teams playing other clubs that you think will finish in their area of the table crystal palace southampton west ham newcastle everton tottenham especially early in the season even though it's you know one not even a full weekend in and this is just overreactions because that's what's what's fun and what you kind of have to do and how you, you stay engaged it seems pretty big. I think the games are pretty big. I think Crystal Palace showing their defensive fortitude, Newcastle actually banging in some goals where they struggled last year, Callum Wilson new signing, and Everton games not over but one up, one up, one nil up on Tottenham with so many new signings finding a way to win early on. It's going to take them far. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the Newcastle game was um was also especially big. Mm-hmm. West Ham's a team last year who had um, added so many reinforcements and have so much arguable um, talent spread around, uh, throughout the field. Um, and the game was very hard to watch, very ugly, very English in some ways. And uh, for Newcastle to come out really did feel like a big, big win um, in the long haul. If you're looking at teams that you imagine are, yes, going to finish probably around one another. Um, it's disheartening to see uh, West Ham and the situation they're in because my first read on that game is yes first game early we can't make too many reads but there wasn't a lot of inspiration from that that team and um, unless they bring back Payette circa you know 2016 or whatever I, I I don't I really don't feel optimistic about this West Ham team unfortunately yeah big big win for Newcastle for sure uh, second that I'm, I'm surprised Declan Rice is still on West Ham I don't know any of the contract details or anything surrounding him but he is top class. He's quality. Um, surprised he's stuck around or, or no bigger teams signed him away. Um, but shout out Helen, Newcastle fan, uh, who was featured in our last episode. Uh, big win for her squad in Newcastle. I think they're signing Callum Wilson. Him coming through with a goal. Huge. You know, your investment paying off. That's that's great to see. Um, and, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, Newcastle probably shooting for around 10 wins this season. You know, at least Helen is very pessimistic about the team. So getting getting a win under the belt is huge, especially looking long term at kind of what their goal is. Not to give you too much credit, I see, but you were pretty optimistic during the interview and then they win first week. And it's like, did they listen? Did they hear you? Mm-hmm. Did you play a role in this 2-0 victory? You know, I... I I'd like to think maybe a little. Callum Wilson did text me saying, "Yo, thanks for shouting. You know, thanks for giving us some hype." Um, he in said, your, in your episode. Thanks, so. mate. Callum <laughs> just signs it. Callum. Callum. C Dub. <laughs> uh, the the right to, to the Rice point real quick. Rice was technically transfer Jones on the pod. Uh, Rice was very much on the chopping block, and uh, Chelsea was very interested. Um, not only is he a good defensive mid, but but he also potentially could fill into a center back role. And so mm. Chelsea was very seriously considering pulling him in as that would help their defensive woes um, in the CB position. Unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever you want to spin it, there is that crazy price tag on English youth and talent. And so um, West Ham weren't willing to part f- with Rice f- um, for, a, a, for a fee less than, you know, big bucks 90 or something um which chelsea was you know absolutely not gonna buy so um it it seems like west ham just really do not want to let go of him just yet maybe they want to make more money not sure but um yeah he's hot commodity big price tag 
Leicester is an interesting one because they did get the 3-0 win. Two of them were pens by Jamie Vardy. They definitely looked better than West Brom, but they didn't look amazing. It was 0-0 at half, and then they finally piled it on. But they're a team that was so good for most of last year and then really fell off at the end after the break and fell out of the top four quite literally, crashing out in quite deafening fashion, I'd say, because they dropped so many points in what looked like a surefire Champions League spot. They don't have the depth. They're a couple years removed, actually four or five years removed now from their title winning season. And it feels like they've bled talent each year since then, immediately losing Conte and Mares, and then a couple of other players during that time. They want to make money. They've made a ton of money and really smart moves. But I don't know if they have the squad this year to even compete for the top six or, you know, top eight and be comfortably within that. I don't know. What do you guys think? You got to, I think you got to think, think about the European factor for Leicester and Tottenham, um, both teams that are now working with um, no depth, really. I mean, Tottenham, I guess, has a little, little depth, but relatively speaking, if, if they are playing in Europe, or at least definitely Leicester is, what will they be able to reserve for the Premier League games when they have to come back and battle in, in what is arguably the, the toughest league? Um, they don't have the depth, and they do have some aging members. Um, I, 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 I agree. You know, 3-0 winning against West Brom, great. I think it's a sign of, again, how bad West Brom is. Um, not so much how good Leicester. Actually sponsored by... West Burt's, Brom's Burt's, Burt's beans. Be- baked beans. That's why they've struggled so far. They just have a giant. <laughs> They're fed them before every game. Big lima bean on their chest. It's not even. It's not even branded. You just have to ask. Oh, what's that bean about? Well, that's Burt's beans. Because um, we stink. <laughs> not to toot our own horn. Get 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 that one. Do you get that one? Um, oh yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not feeling hot about about Lester. Um, it's it's hard. It's hard to feel hot. But but I think. Last year they outperformed. This year, you know, who knows? Um, I think losing Chilwell could be bad, though. Maybe Vardy will prove us wrong. If he puts forth another 20-plus goal season, I could see them sneaking into the top six. Maybe he'll put the team on his back. What a crazy story Vardy's had. Looks like Everton's about to close this one out, not to jinx it, but they're in the fourth minute of uh, injury time, and they're still up 1-0. This would be big. I think Everton, if they can put the pieces together this year, could for sure sneak into the top six. And I only say sneak because... They haven't been there in a minute, but they have the talent. Second that. That's just an initial read. That's not even us in our final form. That's just a couple of days of sitting around watching opening games and thinking and talking about it. So wait till we get started. And week three, we're going to be firing on all cylinders. So you better stick with us and check back in. Let's go to our, our final game where winter is going to bring a little joy into all of our lives. Yeah, I sure hope so. Um, we're going to do an over-under today, and it's going to be uh, work from home pandemic edition. First, we will start with Eli. So, working in a place outside of your bedroom. That's overrated because I have a mini desk in my bedroom, and I never leave, and I get all my work done. If you're listening, coworkers, manager... Team bosses, I get all my work done in my room sitting on my desk. All right, lovely. Jonesy, having a desk in general. Uh, un- underrated. Um, uh, ra- rated. 
it's rated. It's rated in that having a desk is, is clearly a nice effective space, but ultimately all that really matters is do you have a working space slash environment that feels conducive to you to be productive? And if that is a desk, a physical desk, great. If that's a counter in a nice coffee shop, great um, to each their own. But uh, desk is what it is um, and nothing more, nothing less. All right. Thank you, Jones. Because of that, Ikea has just lost millions in sales. Thank you. <laughs> Eli, having your computer camera on for all meetings. I'd say that's rated. I am a fan of the video chats more so than than just audio or text because it, it gives you some sort of connection to people that you used to see on a daily basis and you, you miss seeing but everyone, including myself, has moved away from that more recently and sticks with it just for the key meetings or one-on-ones or times when you want to see someone and hang out and be feel more connected. So I'd say it's rated at this point. Okay, that's fair. Jonesy, doing chores or running errands during the day? Uh... I would say uh, rated, um, you know, really bad for productivity in the office, um, very bad for helping your team out, uh, cannot condone it whatsoever. That said, um, hypothetically, if someone were I've been to working do, from the gym, <laughs> <laughs> if someone were to do those things, um, I think a pandemic is the perfect time to do it. And uh, working from home helps with those things. So, uh, but but I I wouldn't know. I'm a I'm locked to my computer twenty four seven. I haven't done a chore since uh, two thousand eighteen. So that's that. <laughs> Well, now you just pissed off both your mom and uh, your <laughs> your uh, boss. I know you you think I know your boss listens to all our episodes, but uh, Jones is okay to admit that you do a couple laundry foldings during the day. Okay, Eli, having thirty second Teams or Zoom calls instead of sending a long email. Big fan, big fan, underrated, especially if it's a one on one type thing where you just want to talk it out. You need to have a little chat and it's much easier to do that in 30 seconds, five minutes than writing up an email where both people still might be confused. Couldn't agree more. Jonesy, accidentally sending a message to the wrong chat group. Uh, uh, that is, it is um, uh, overrated, overrated. I think people... Um, appreciate those mistakes more often. It's not as, as uh, humiliating as you might think it is. Um, just be sure that that's not uh, a client chain that you have. It's, um, it's, all, it's only internal folk. Hmm. You're not sending any raunchy messages through the chat, Jones. Okay, okay. Eli. <laughs> all right, do you own? Do you Eli, wearing PJs most of the day. Versus nothing. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's rated. It's not necessarily just PJs for me, but I do have a couple of outfits and pairs of shorts and t-shirts that I wear quite often while working during the day, I'd say. So I think, I think that's underrated. It's perfectly okay. Yeah. All right. And last one, Jonesy, mindlessly wandering the internet during boring meetings. Uh, that, that sounds, that sounds overrated because, um, there's, there's no way that I would ever have a boring meeting again. Uh, my job is everything that I love and care about in the world. And, um, 
Uh, there is nothing, if anything, I have to hop off this right now to do more work <laughs> and not that I have to, it just, I want to, cause I love it. So that's my take. Man, you are just solidifying your kiss ass reputation. <laughs> this segment. <laughs> and that's it. Thanks for playing guys. I think at some point we need to one, do a, not unboxing, I'm missing the right word, but do a home tour, a crib, but it's your workstation. Now that you talked about it, I see, I'm curious what your workstation looks like. And then I think number two, we need to bring, collect our best work, work from home stories for a, a sit down heart to heart pod where we share some of our best work from home stories so far. Love it. All right. Well, that's it. You should have gotten everything you needed by now from us. Yeah. You got some soccer. Why are you still here? You got a beans and a breakfast to make mm-hmm. during EPL. Mm-hmm. You got working from home, what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. Yep. What you shouldn't be telling other people you're doing. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Max Jones. Yeah, no, I got you. Fam. What else What else do you need? Go watch. Hey, go watch some more soccer. Yeah. Go take it easy. Appreciate whatever you have going on right now. Yep. And we'll be back next week. Yeah, probably. So see you later. Yeah. See ya. Diversity, if you're ready, put your hands up now and scream! Come on, come on, come on, come on, buddy, let us on a fight!